Welcome to On Tangent, where online marketing, entrepreneurship, and life collide. I'm Maida, your online marketing bestie and fellow entrepreneur. It wasn't long ago that I was a corporate slave shackled by golden handcuffs, but now I get to run a flexible, fulfilling business that allows me to make an impact that extends far beyond me. Here, we believe in the power of free-flowing conversations and unfiltered discussions, where every topic is fair game, and there are no boundaries and no limits. Join me as we dive into conversations that will equip, entertain, and inspire you throughout your entrepreneurship journey with a dash of humor, lots of curiosity, and a touch of unpredictability. After all, life and marketing is full of surprises. Ready to join me? Grab your coffee or tea and let's get chatting. Hello and welcome back, friends, to another episode of On Tangent. Thank you guys for joining us. And why us? I mean, Celine and myself. Uh, <laughs> Hi. <laughs> we recently picked up a new segment called How We'd Market That. So that's what we're going to start off with today before we get into our topic of guerrilla marketing. And before we get there, let's talk about how we'd market that. And today's question is, how would you market a luxury spa resort at the Earth's core? <laughs> so this is an interesting one. I don't know, Celine, yeah. about you, but would you want to even go to a spa at the Earth's core? <laughs> As someone who doesn't like being hot, not necessarily, but as someone who also has enjoyed a hot springs before, I can be like, oh, mm, yeah, maybe. That's a good point, though. It could be comparable to the hot springs, which I love myself, yeah. too, because originally I was like, why would I want to go to the spa in Earth's core? But, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I do right. like my showers extremely hot, too, though. So I don't know. Maybe I'm not Depends giving myself season. credit. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Especially now that it's winter time. Yeah. As much as winter is in California. I know more winter in places mm -hmm. where there's snow and seasons, but. <laughs> yeah. So I guess speaking of seasons and stuff, that kind of leads us into who is the target audience and like mm -hmm. who's the spa, luxury spa even for. Yeah. So that's originally like we typically like to ask that first because with any marketing strategy, you really, really need to know who you're even trying to attract, who your Who's target audience. Yeah. So let's start there. I'm thinking like, again, it's luxury spa. So I'm thinking like bougie yeah. and lavish, but yeah. like people who like the nice things, but also are not afraid to like take a risk. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say they have to be thrill seekers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is this is like a luxury high end to me. Like when you say luxury spa, Earth's core, luxury high end, the people who have, you know, like the ability to want to go to an exotic place just to go to a spa. Mm, That's what yes. I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like this is me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm the target. Like I want this lavish, bougie spa experience, uh -huh. and I love to in hot springs and hot water showers and things like that so maybe this is you know that reel where it goes am i the problem is it me <laughs> am i the I feel drama like, <laughs> am i the drama <laughs> this is totally me yeah i feel like yeah. i might be the i think i might be the drama 
No, you are the target audience in this case. That's what it is. Yeah, I might be. I didn't even realize it. Yeah, no, and it's fun when you can like relate to a target audience mm-hmm. that you're trying to market for because then it's like, ooh, where would I go for these things? And it makes like a great point of reference for like, yes. where would I go to read about this? Like, how would I find out about this? Yeah, and I love that point that you're making because one, the better you can relate to to your target audience, the better, whether you are the target audience yourself mm-hmm. or like you have been in the past, that's even like, that's really amazing. But if you can't necessarily, like you're not the target audience or you never were, it's really important that you are able to put yourself in their shoes, whether that's Mm -hmm. by doing research, talking to people that are your target audience so that you can sit down and like imagine yourself. Like even if you have to sit down, close your eyes and like make up, like put put yourself (laughs) in this like VR situation. I don't know. If like you can like pretend, yeah, yeah, playing pretend. If you can put yourself in your target audience's shoes, the better you're able to do that, the better your messaging and your positioning is going to be naturally. Yeah, and the better, like, the more well constructed your entire strategy itself would be, right? Because if you can relate to the problem or you get to know your target audience really, really well, it makes it easier to evaluate things like media channels, right? Like mm-hmm. Earth's core luxury spa what kind of where would people go to find something like this online channels maybe Mm -hmm. specific like influencer accounts that are used to like luxury travel websites that do the same thing publications magazines like think vogue Mm -hmm. think something big and like they do like a feature story on it like there's the, the possibilities are endless and it's a lot easier to think of those ideas and to think creatively if you know that audience really well or if you can like relate to what they're looking for Right, exactly. And the better you know them, the better you know their problems, which like in this mm-hmm. case, for example, I am the pro- I am the problem. <laughs> I, I am the drama. So for me, I'm thinking, okay, what problems does this solve for me? Is that like tip like obviously luxury spas are amazing, but I also think like eventually it can get boring <laughs> and maybe there's just like something unique that I feel like this spa at the earth's core could provide that other spas wouldn't like geothermal features maybe like hot springs but like at the earth's core like even (laughs) yeah 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 exactly so that could be like the problem that we're trying to solve for this made-up scenario Mm -hmm. and then speaking of like the media channels you kind of were already mentioning them like magazines would be a really good place to be different publications and then I think partnerships would be really important here because influencers who do love luxury travel and Mm -hmm. luxury spa experiences would be like as long as they're thrill seekers as well they would be all over this opportunity I think yeah I think so too and it's sort of like an aspect of your strategy, right? Because if, for example, like you have like an influencer program as the person who's marketing this luxury spa, like the content that they create around it makes for good exposure. And even if it reaches people that would probably never go, they'd be like, hey, look at this. And it only like compounds and spreads like, you know, like, hey, check out this luxury spa at the end of the at the end of the world. Whoops. No, the core of the <laughs> earth. <laughs> end of the world. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah I think those are good points I think 
like being able to partner with people because then something beautiful about partnerships is one you're creating a whole new relationship with someone that could you know pay off down the line multiple times over and over because if you can make a friendship out of it one you've made a new friend and two you can partner together more often than just once and then obviously you're also cross promoting to each other's audiences so if there's ever an opportunity for partnerships I'm all for it I think it's an amazing marketing strategy so I would definitely squeeze that in about as far as like how we would market this luxury spa at the the earth's core I would definitely fit in a partnership opportunity and just for fun and kicks and giggles what do you think the tagline could be here (laughs) <laughs> to close us out on this little marketing strategy. Oh, good question. I haven't really thought about it. I feel like it ha- like we have to touch on the heat, the lava. <laughs> you know what I mean? The fire. <laughs> the fire. <laughs> the burning skin. Oh no, maybe that's a little too too far, huh? <laughs> Is it just literally me? burn okay. all of your worries away with Ooh. the spa at the core of the earth? Yeah, like how do you want to feel after you leave? That's I think like be I the just kicker. stepped out of, like I just stepped out of molten lava. <laughs> like what if what if you're like reborn, like like a like phoenix, a phoenix reborn from the ashes? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's our tagline. <laughs> I love it. Come to the spa to be reborn, like a phoenix. I don't know. Emerge like a phoenix, fresh from the I don't know fires of the earth. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, lava hot spa. I don't know. Treatment. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, we're taking hot rocks to the next level. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that's how I know we're done with this segment. <laughs> that's how I know. <laughs> All right. I hope that you guys enjoyed this short, fun little segment. If you guys have any ideas of like anything absurd or even if it's something real that you guys want us to run through as far as how we would market that, either whether that's a product or a service or anything like that, let us know. We would love to make a fun little segment out of it. All right. With that, we will jump into today's topic, like I mentioned earlier, and it's all about how to use guerrilla marketing for your small business. And I think a lot of times there's this misunderstanding maybe or like a lot of times just people don't know exactly what guerrilla marketing is and let me tell you it's when you go hide in the bushes and then you (laughs) jump (laughs) you jump out like a gorilla (laughs) i'm just kidding okay don't do that guys but could Um, you imagine the hype or at least the (laughs) the viral videos that would result if you film that i think that that could be a good guerrilla marketing tactic yeah. Yeah. yeah i think it could be a guerrilla marketing tactic to make a video that goes viral about guerrilla marketing. <laughs> it's like an inception. A gorilla literally pops out with a sign that yeah. says, buy this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so let's talk about what is guerrilla marketing for real this time. So in a nutshell, guerrilla marketing is basically a set of like unconventional, low-budget tactics that you can use to promote your business, your product, or anything else that you want to promote in really creative and unexpected ways that are also really, really memorable. So the focus is on standing out from your competitors by doing something that no one else has really done for the most part. So it's fresh, fun, and buzzworthy. And it's great because guerrilla marketing focuses again like on low-cost, high-impact tactics 
rather than investing large amounts on paid marketing efforts that you might see out there that you think, oh, well, guerrilla marketing is mainly for bigger businesses and things like that. But it's not necessarily true. As a small business owner, you can definitely leverage some guerrilla marketing tactics yourself as well. So what does that actually mean for small business owners out there, right? That might be your next question. And again, it means that you can help level the playing field against the bigger competitors and all of the online noise that you might be seeing. So how can you use it to your advantage to stand out from the sea of reels and TikToks and this and that that's out there on social media, for example? Now, if you're wondering what guerrilla marketing looks like, like you want an example, I love this example, so I'm just going to preface this, but (laughs) the most successful and recent marketing tactic that I can think of right off the bat, and maybe Celine, you have some other ones that might pop into your head as we continue talking, but Mm -hmm. the one I can think of the best is the Barbie movie. And I know what I just said about not having like a huge budget or anything. And yes, but the Barbie marketing team had a ginormous budget. However, let's put that aside for a second and let's see what we can like learn from what they did in order to like have you, even if you're not a Barbie fan, thinking about Barbie all the time. So I think it worked really well. So like I said, the Barbie marketing team had a huge budget, but we'll ignore that for a second. Let's talk about what they actually did with, or like some of the things that they did with the marketing budget, right? The first thing they did, or like one of the things they did was that I think was crazy good idea was they teamed up with Airbnb and they converted a giant mansion in Malibu, California to make the Barbie dream house experience come true in real life. So this was like, again, like highly creative, very bold statement. And it was a very strategic move because remember still like they still use the partnership. Like I mentioned earlier, the the more partnerships you can do, the better because you're creating double the buzz, you're cross promoting to one another. So with that strategic move, it, it allowed Barbie lovers to experience the Barbie world in real life, which of course created even more buzz for the movie. Like I personally never had a Barbie. I never really played with Barbies. Yeah. But I was like, oh, Barbie movie. Oh my God, it's coming out. And I had no idea there was even a Barbie movie being made to begin Mm -hmm. with. I had no idea they were even filming or anything. And all of a sudden, there's so much buzz about the movie. And so like the mansion was just one example, uh, which was like a really big example. But then even thinking about the fact that they trademarked, and I don't know if you guys know this, but they trademarked the Barbie color pink, like the actual color. that The Barbie pink like, color, yeah. Yeah, like the pink that you always associate to Barbie, they trademarked that color. And then they placed billboards of just the color in different like major cities. And that's such a simple, like they literally had no words on it or anything. And it just, it was so, so simple. And it worked. And I guess that's my point. Like you could not escape Barbie. Everywhere you looked, there was, if you saw that pink, you're like, oh, Barbie. Mm-hmm. And like someone is wearing that color. You're like, oh, Barbie. Like you think of Barbie when you see that color now. So it was literally looming 
over you at all times and you knew deep down, even if you didn't like Barbie, <laughs> that you wanted to see what all the fuss was about. And that's my point. It's like they showed up and they showed up really creatively. They showed up big. We're going to ignore the big budget for a second here, but they showed up big and they were like in your face without like coming into your face and like saying, hey, look at me. Hey, look at me. You know? Right. So super creative and super cool, in my opinion. I think that's a really good example of guerrilla marketing tactics. Yeah. And I think that example, too, like with the Barbie movie and the marketing around it, I think is also a good example of some of the other. They did have a big budget to do some of those things. But what I thought was interesting about it was the way that it snowballed. Right. So like even if you weren't like up to date on the news or you weren't paying attention to the Barbie dream house like I was like, I didn't realize it happened until way after the fact. (laughs) Like, they Mm -hmm. still had, like, a really pervasive online presence. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was an Instagram-only thing, and maybe it's just the people that I follow. But do you remember when everyone online was sharing, like, photos of themselves with that background? Like, it was almost like a meme. Like, this Barbie has whatever. You know, do you kind of remember what I'm talking about? Like, this Barbie, like, it it would be a photo of themselves on the Barbie background. with like, the sky and then the little, like, star cutout. And then it would, like, describe themselves but like with the barbie font and the theme and stuff like it was the whole thing like even if you didn't care about the barbie movie you could mm-hmm. not not see it because yeah. of the, it was easy to share so i feel like that was like an aspect of the online part of their guerrilla marketing tactic was the way that they just made it really easy to kind of like hop on the bandwagon and share like even if i'm sure that some of those people that i followed had no intention at least originally of watching the barbie movie or like they didn't care about it whatever but it was easy to kind of join the trend. Yeah, exactly. And to your point, like what you're describing, I don't know, or I don't remember that exact thing, but I don't doubt it. Like they, there was something about Barbie everywhere you looked, whether that was in the physical form, whether that was online, whether that was in filters, whether that was in conversations, like it did not matter. You saw Barbie in one way, shape, or form somewhere. So again, I think that's such a good example of guerrilla marketing where you cannot escape it. They're right in your face. It's very creative. It's very bold. So yeah, I think that's a really good one to learn from and like research more if you guys are interested in like their exact marketing strategy and stuff like that. And if we find some links to their exact marketing strategy, we'll include it in the show notes for you guys. Mm-hmm. But Anything I've set up until now was just kind of like personal experience kind of thing. So I'm not, it's not like I'm breaking down their exact marketing strategy or anything like that. But yeah, so we'll include an, a link if we find something for you guys. Yeah. So I think, again, I know they had a huge marketing budget for all of the marketing tactics that they did do, but you really don't need that kind of budget to execute highly memorable guerrilla marketing campaigns for your small business specifically. So You just need to be creative about it and have some strategic thinking. I have that word that is a little hard for me to say sometimes. But what we wanted to do today was we wanted to help you get started if you are interested in trying out some guerrilla marketing tactics for your own business. So here are some examples of what you can do. And we have some examples of what you could do offline. But then we also have examples of what you could do online. So we'll go through those. I have about five or so for each and we'll get into that now. 
So the first example of offline guerrilla marketing tactic would be to have like, you know, those decals or like wraps that you see around like a company car or like even other cars that are not okay. company cars for like, you might see them on like food trucks or delivery cars and things like that. But you could use something like that for your business as well. Like if you're, if you have any connections that you want to use as far as like friends, family, whatever, you could have like a wrap or a decal for their cars as well, if they're willing, obviously, to, <laughs> to rock the decals for you on their vehicle. That could be one guerrilla marketing tactic. Yeah. And to that point, like I've seen, like, even if you think like it wouldn't make sense, you'd be surprised because I've been to cities like around conference time and like you wouldn't associate like a software security company with a car decal. But I saw a lot of them when, you know, like at specific trade shows or big conventions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's uh, besides car decals also, like now that you mentioned conferences and things like that. So an example is like I went to a conference for one of my old corporate jobs one time and the conference was in Denver. Mm -hmm. And when I got to the Denver airport, my company, my ex-companies, banners were literally all over the airport and I was like oh my god this I didn't realize how big like our headquarters was in Denver so I was like oh my god I didn't realize like our company is based has like such a huge presence here like they have our banners everywhere and this and that but and like it made such a big good impression on me like I was like wow they're they're really bold and they're like it's really big here then, like a couple years later, I went back to Denver and the decals and everything was gone. So I was like, okay, this was not like a permanent thing. But then I walk out of the airport and I see it again. So I'm like, oh, so it's not like it wasn't like a one and done type of thing. It's like they're constantly trying to remind you that they're here. This is their hometown, basically. So during the conference, it was like really excessive and like really made a huge impression. But then you step out of the airport a little bit and you still see them you're like oh okay I see you I remember you <laughs> so that's another example obviously for a small business that's probably not doable but you know you could do something similar where you might have banners in like a coffee shop if you are something that complements a coffee shop or like you can again I guess this is like another tip I had on this list for you guys which is partner with a complementary local business that like again complements your business but you could partner together to promote one another so either that's leaving posters at each other's businesses or business cards things like that you could cross promote from each other from each other's businesses as well okay so that's two offline guerrilla marketing tactics the third one is you could provide free classes or workshops that align with whatever your product or your service is. So if you're doing yoga, like if you're a yoga studio, for example, you could provide like a 20, 30 minute free yoga session or some type of workshop on maybe like specific yoga poses and things like that, that you could provide to like your local neighborhood and things like that as well. And then... Another tactic you could do is pop-up experiences or like demonstrations or give out samples and things like that in really busy 
areas so that you can showcase your products, not just conferences and like networking events, but think outside the box. So like, could you show up at a movie theater if your product aligns with like that space? I'm just using a movie theater as an example. Right. Like if you have products that are like, if it's a snack, for example, you might want to show up at a movie theater and do like a little pop-up. I can't think of any examples right now off the top of my head. Yeah, you could just think of like, where would most people like be kind of shocked? Like, oh, that's bold of you. Like, let me see you. Let me see what you what you're doing. Let me see what you have. Cause that's what guerrilla marketing is about, right? Being creative, thinking outside the box. So mm-hmm. just pop up and show up in different places if you can. Yeah. An example that just came to mind was, you know, at you know, sometimes at like big conferences, there are people like on the streets like trying to promote like a booth or whatever. So this you know, company was trying to promote their booth, but they had partnered with like a local cookie place. And so it was like a two pronged thing, right? Like you entice people with these cookies that they've probably never heard of. And then, hey, come inside and talk to the rest of the team about something else. Right. So stuff like that, even if it doesn't seem like it's significant, like it's a way to get impressions, right? Like you're getting all these people who probably don't live in this town. But like maybe you're trying to promote like your online cookie business part, right? So this is a mm-hmm. good chance to like get it out there because I probably wouldn't just buy a random cookie that I've never heard of or tried. But hey, I tried mm-hmm. it at this conference and I really liked it. I'll try placing an order and see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that example a lot. And I think it's really important to also mention again, you want to make sure that it's aligned with your product, whatever the partnership is. Right. Because like, for example, if you're if you're like in health and fitness, but then you partner with like a fried food, fried chicken place, for example, <laughs> like that's going to be weird. <laughs> I've seen some weird stuff, though. You'd be surprised. But I it guess, makes you talk I mean, about it, you know? And I guess maybe that maybe I should bite my tongue. Maybe that is part of like the whole being completely bold and different part of like the guerrilla marketing theme. But that's not how I've Maybe experienced I was, guerrilla marketing. I was going to say, be fact. cautious. Like, it might yeah. work for some people, but, you know, there might be other factors that they've considered in that, like whether they're business partners, they're friends, whatever it is, right? But Because then also it's like, what about how will they associate you? Like, so it created buzz, mm-hmm. right? It was a good conversation. Mm-hmm. It was interesting for a time. But now they associated that health and fitness shop for example (laughs) in this example with maybe not so nutrition wise trainers for example right right (laughs) so careful with what you do because yeah it could create some buzz for the moment but is it going to create a good long lasting impression yeah is it the right buzz exactly yeah yeah be open and be creative but remember that Campaigns and stuff, and like your marketing efforts don't exist in a vacuum. So, like, think long and hard too about what your values are as a business. Mm-hmm. But, like, don't, but also don't let that hold you back, right? Like, explore those ideas, but don't forget to think them through the whole way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And I, I like your point about your values because at the end of the day, like, if they don't think of your business the way that you want them to think of it, like the way you want to be positioned, then probably don't do that campaign. Not that way, right. at least. <laughs> yeah. All right, the last one I have on this list for offline guerrilla marketing is scavenger hunts, for example, that you could do around town with prizes leading back to your store. So this is like a really specific example, but 
this is something that like could work really well around certain holidays like Valentine's Day or Easter or like even Christmas time and things like that where you're it's not just like a giveaway because I feel like a lot of times with giveaways what happens is people will come and like follow you on Instagram or wherever and then as soon as they realize either they won or they didn't win they like go and unfollow you or they just kind of forget about you and that you don't ever see them again right but if it's a physical like scavenger hunt for example even like a digital scavenger hunt of some sort but that leads back to your store somehow and is aligned with your values and things like that that could be like it's actually a lot more interactive it's very different it's fresh again it's bold then that could be a whole different experience and people will remember you better that way. Yeah. And I think that's a good like segue into like online guerrilla marketing tactics because I've definitely seen things like that before from brands and maybe not mm-hmm. even brands, but just like people who maybe small businesses or artists who hide. Like I've seen these videos where they make a whole reel about it. They like if you're in this area or like this state in the city, look for this blue box mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's got a gift card or a piece of my art or whatever it is. And it's really cool because people are interested to see like who finds it, what happens, stuff like that. And then it's basically like more marketing, more awareness around you and what you do. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Speaking on that side tangent, I was out one time with a friend and we're about to get on the freeway and all of a sudden she like pulls the side and like comes to a full stop and I'm like what the hell's going on like I started freaking out I thought something happened and she was like oh it's I can't remember that what the station was called but she was like oh it's whatever whatever station she's like and they're giving out free tickets to a concert I was like what and then I look back and there's a van sure enough of again I don't know I can't remember what station it was but it's a station that she always like listens to follows and things like mm-hmm. that so we went up to the van and sure enough, we got two tickets to a Muse concert because that's so cool. Yeah. On their Instagram or I think, yeah, I think it was Instagram. They were saying that, oh, we're here like on this cross section or whatever. If you see us like come grab a free ticket. I had no idea, but she did. And so that was super, super cool. Like up until I wish I knew which station it was because then this would have been a much better example. But up until today, like I tell that story sometimes because I ended up going to a Muse concert with really good seats, by the way. And it was so much fun. And the tickets were like obviously free. So like things like that would be really cool too. That in like the vein of scavenger hunts. Yeah, that's a really good example of one too. But jumping back into online guerrilla marketing, I know you did a really good segue into it and I ruined it by going back. But but one example of online guerrilla marketing tactics could be doing virtual classes or virtual demos of your products and services. That's something I know a lot of times it's like, oh, well, like I have an online product, like maybe it's like an ebook or something like that, right? That you're trying to sell. And you're kind of worried about, okay, well, how do I do a demo? You could still do like a virtual, like a little mini walkthrough of it and like how you would use it in your day, how some of your clients in the past have used the ebook or maybe it's a tool or whatever. So you could do a demo of the product or even if it's a service of yours, you could 
walk your potential clients through what steps you would take in what order and how your service would work. So that's mm-hmm. a good way to do it too. All right, the next one, the next online guerrilla marketing tactic is you could do like a profile takeover with a partner or like an influencer that's really aligned with your business so that you can reach new audiences. Like I'm sure you guys have seen partnership with influencers, but how cool would it be if that influencer came and like took over your account for the day? So mm-hmm. all of your stories are like whatever the influencer is doing that day that incorporates your product or incorporates your services into their day-to-day. I think that's a really cool different way to do that. Yeah. And it's a good way to get like, like we're talking about marketing, right? And getting new eyes, new audience on certain things. Like if someone really follows that influencer and is like, I'm trying to think of a good example. I don't know if I have one off the top of my head, but maybe like you are a like you're a kitchen, for example, like you're a small business, you're a baker, whatever. And then this person like talks about food. Like what a <laughs> what if it's okay, wait, hold on. I got an I got an example. What Do if it. it's an it's a cookbook, an online cookbook, Ooh. and you have a foodie account take over and cook your recipes for the day. <laughs> Something like That's that. That's really cool. Yeah. See, you can follow <laughs> that, right? Yeah, like that's a cool guerrilla marketing tactic because now you got someone who's a foodie and loves to post about foods that they like to either find like restaurants and stuff or they the foods that they cook on their own and they can help you promote your online cookbook by making your dishes for the day. Or you could even like partner up and be in the same kitchen together and start cooking the recipes together, something like that. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like a new collaboration partnership opportunity too. And Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun. Like it's so fun for that. Like if you're selling like a cookbook or something, you don't always get the chance to like showcase your personality or the values of your business like up front and center. But that is like a good way to Mm -hmm. incorporate that without it just being like, hey, this is what I believe in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Another example is to create bold and relevant videos around current events and holidays and like memes and things like that. Because that's one way to help you potentially go viral. And I know we don't really love virality, but when it comes to guerrilla marketing, to go viral is like a guerrilla marketing tactic. So creating a relevant video for your business or your product around the holidays or like some sort of event or even like just a meme or like pop culture trend that's happening, whatever, to stand out from the rest of the videos that are being made that could really help you stand out overall as well the next one i feel like we've already talked about this though is strategic partnerships with influencers in your niche that are for like an out-of-the-box campaign so like if their post on their account could be like really out there like the more out there it is the better (laughs) because and then like people will be talking about it and you create a lot of buzz, hopefully good buzz. That's the whole point to create good buzz around your products. So that could be one. I'm trying to think of an example, but I can't come up with one right now. I'm thinking of like, like Shay Mitchell's ads are like usually really crazy out there and I love them. 
but it's not a partnership, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean. But yeah, maybe if we think of something later, we'll come back to it. But the next online guerrilla marketing tactic and actually the last one we have for you guys today is using like an augmented reality filter that people could try on that help showcase your product. Like I think on Snapchat, it's really easy to do that where you can create a filter of some sort or even on Instagram, you can create a filter of some sort that like, for example, if you have a shop for sunglasses or glasses mm-hmm. in general you could have augmented reality that helps your potential clients try on the glasses before they buy virtually they could try them on or even if it's like online orders only but you want to help them envision themselves wearing whatever it is that you're selling even if you're like an etsy shop if you could somehow direct them to like an augmented reality to try on whatever it is that you're selling that would be really cool yeah yeah like one of those examples like that comes to mind is like warby parker has like their virtual try on thing and like yeah that's their own app and stuff but i think Mm -hmm. for a while there was a time where they before they had like launched that like as a full feature of their app like, I almost remember there being like a filter where you could see like what different frames look like on you. So, yeah, that's like a really good yeah. example of like how to get people's attention without mm-hmm. necessarily being in their face and without them knowing that or like thinking, hey, this is an ad. Because sometimes like when I see something is like marked as an ad on like Instagram or Facebook or whatever, I'll just kind of automatically scroll away because I don't feel like seeing it. Mm-hmm. But guerrilla marketing is like a good opportunity to like entertain someone with and like still make them aware of you without being like hey buy my thing (laughs) yeah and to that point like all of super bowl sunday ads like everyone goes so crazy for all of those ads why do you think that is because they're so different they're so unique and like a lot of them are so bold and then you don't even know who (laughs) the ad is for until maybe like the very end because they're not trying to be like super in your face sometimes until like the very end you're like oh yeah like that feeling you had throughout the entire ad does match coca-cola for example or like that feeling you had really does match eating this other whatever it is like these wings i don't know or drinking this Coors or whatever (laughs) beer it is right exactly so that's another good example of guerrilla marketing as well that I just thought of. All right. Well, those are all the examples that we had for offline and online marketing tactics. Overall, the bottom line basically is you'll want to create an experience and content that evoke strong, strong emotions, but careful to create emotions like joy and like surprise and empathy, not anger (laughs) and like controversy, I guess. So that's why you need to be careful with guerrilla marketing because it is so bold. It could go sideways sometimes. So be careful with what you're doing. But as long as you're creating emotions of like happiness and joy and like surprise in a good way, then I think you are all good and set. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you were able to think of a few guerrilla marketing tactics that you can employ for your small business. And if you do, let us know. We would love to see it. We would love to know what you create out of it. And if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and share it with three of your festies, friends, 
partners, whatever you want to call them. Um, we would love to reach them with our message as well. All right, friends, I will talk to you guys next time. We'll see ya. Bye.